Welcome to Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. I'm Richard Dunham. I'm Chieko Dunham. Ghibli Minute is the podcast where we talk about Studio Ghibli movies, one minute at a time. Minute by minute. Or minute by minute is another way to say that. Today we're talking about Minute 37 of Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Minute 37 opens with the old woman, Obaba-sama, mm-hmm. crying, Wait! And it ends with uh, the same old woman saying the spores took root in the ohm's decaying flesh. Yeah. Okay, so where is this old woman coming from? Uh, The side. The side. She's coming from the the side, the same as Nausicaa. Is this like a performance? Well, (laughs) from which stage? (laughs) <laughs> stage left or stage right? Oh I can man. never remember. Oh god. Which is which? Uh is it as you look at the stage from the audience or out to the audience from the stage? I think looking in as the audience. Stage so right. So coming from stage right. Yeah. She just like pops up from behind like a soldier in the tank. Well they were both in the room, right? They were both in the same room. Yeah. The last time we saw them. So that's the where they were taken into custody, I guess. Yeah. So they've probably been shuffled around by the same guards, but then the guards sh- shooed Nausicaa onto the stage first. Yeah. Kajana wants you out there. Go ahead. Kajana, it's your cue. That's your cue. Get out there. And then it kind of just seems like Obaba-sama like, walked out to be like, that's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Why does Kushana let her speak? I think Kushana wants more information. What do you mean? Like... Because she doesn't have enough information to make a decision or she. No, I just think she wants to know what like the valley thinks uh-huh. so that she can properly refute it and be like, no, this I actually this is how it works. Yeah. So and then when once they understand that, they'll like obediently, yeah, you know, follow her orders. It's not that I'm not aware of your arguments. Yeah, I'm just I saying. have considered <laughs> those arguments. You're not. And I have found them yeah. not to be, not to wait as much as my arguments. Yeah. Yeah. So she kind of wants a debate, sort of, or just like another way to convince or to like sway the citizens that she's conquering to, you know, fall into their order. Yeah. Screw that was. Nanda kono baba. He's so rude. <laughs> yeah. He's so rude to her. Yeah. Like, Chill so out, dude. if Kurotawa is in charge, I mean that's a that's a big difference in their leadership styles, right? Yeah, it is. Kurotawa Kuro- will not listen. He's not. It's not his worth his time to listen to yeah. dissenting opinions. He's more forceful with his dictatorship yeah. than Kushana is, I guess. Right? Yeah. 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 So Kushana wants. I don't know if it's buy-in. I think in you know ideally if everybody was on her team it would be like she wants buy-in but i think she in another way she just wants to it's another way to undercut any opposition yeah because i don't i think it's also just to make sure that there's no like no one in the audience that will like like go up against yeah opposition and like maybe in her fleet she's also like this because maybe one of her brother's soldiers snuck in and was ordered to throw kushana down so that they don't have to deal with her anymore uh-huh. so sh- maybe she also uses this to be like to make sure that no one's gonna stab her in the back to make sure she knows where everybody stands yeah 
So that, yeah, so that's, so I mean, there's a couple things. Yeah, number one, it kind of undercuts opposition because if, if you're doing it Kurotawa's way and not listening to anybody, then there's, you know, an opposition group could form and they're saying, if only we could make, you know, if only we make him listen to what we have to say, yeah, he'd have to change his mind, right? Yeah. But that option is kind of cut off under Kushana's style. It's yeah. like, well, I did listen to what you have to say. Yeah. So, but that hasn't changed my mind. So we're still going this way. Yeah. So what else you got, <laughs> right? So that's number one. And then number two, it's important. It's kind of an intelligence gathering for her. Yeah. Like she knows where everybody stands. Mm-hmm. She knows who to watch out for, like you were saying. And then yeah. like maybe how to counter their, uh, she can, it gives her time or, or the space to figure out how to counter their arguments and maybe bring them over to her side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the old woman's speech. Yeah. So she doesn't mention, she doesn't say the words Dai Kaisho, but in this, what they're referred to in the manga, in the manga, in the this manga. is something that's, that they talk about a lot in the manga. Oh, God. The, the Dai Kaisho. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, according to the Nausicaa wiki, what is the kanji? which is refresh, refreshing my memory, the kanji is, Dai I can show you, it's big, big C. C. And this means whistle, huh. but I think it it means like tidal wave or, or huge tidal wave. Right. Like if like if you Google it, you'll get a lot of like Chinese results mm-hmm. that are. And also, apparently, this is a a spell that you can cast in Final Fantasy if you summon the uh, Leviathan. Oh. If you summon Leviathan, one of the Leviathan's spells is Daikaisho. Mm-hmm. I think in the English, it's tidal wave. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not tsunami. It's no something bigger. Yeah, almost like a flood. But they're always like yeah. So in the manga, mm-hmm. they're worried about this as kind of like an apocalyptic like, event. Ooh. But it's something that's happened again according to the wiki to refresh my memory three times in the past. Wow. So the last time was three hundred years ago, and that's what destroyed the kingdom of Eftal. Oh no! Which I think it's something I've mentioned before, but I think that's so. You can kind of see in the kind of flashback movies that are playing behind yeah. her speech, you know, some pretty advanced civilizations with skyscrapers, at least. So being yeah, taken these, down by these yeah. herds of ohm. It's like this giant building just like falling. Yeah. She doesn't, like I said, she doesn't say Daikaisho. She just says Onami, which is big wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's something they're always, and in the, in the manga, it's not just a herd of ohm. It's just like, this is going to be, you know... A huge outgrowth of the forest that yeah, so covers like so Nature. much more of the earth. So my question is, if this has happened like three times before, did the forest like shrink grow back? and then shrink back? Because it doesn't seem like we've seen anything to indicate that it shrinks back ever no. at all. So it's just after each one of these things, human civilization was just pushed further to the periphery, further out. I guess. Further away from the forest. I guess, right? Yeah, I guess. Because each time these, even according to her logic, right, the logic of the speech she gives, once the ohms die, the spores, the spores sprout out. Yeah. It's bad news. It's bad news. <laughs> it's bad news. Yeah. So is this something that Kushana is just unaware of? I mean, if she's educated as like a, a royal, yeah, I mean, she has to know this, right? Has to be in the records of yeah, the Tolmekian Empire as well as yeah, as this in this provincial valley. Yeah. You would think. You would think, but she suggests burning it, which these past three... Have they? And so 
So the question is maybe Did the they burn past it? three civilizations didn't have God Warrior. Like they had weapons, but nobody since, like if the seven days of fire was like a thousand years ago. Right. And you've got, you've gotten these, like three of these Daikai shows mm-hmm. since then. And these were touched off by some stroke against the forest, right? But mm-hmm. maybe these strokes weren't that strong. Like the, the flame wasn't strong enough to keep it at bay yeah like it just like burned some of it off but then maybe that's what she's thinking is that well now we've got something that's this god warrior nothing has yeah the earth hasn't seen anything this powerful in a thousand years yeah maybe this will be powerful enough to finally burn the forest this will cauterize the wound yeah although she says countless times right yeah she says countless you can count it one one two three that's that's countable yeah (laughs) I mean, who's to say there was just three? Maybe there were like some of a bunch of like small ones. Oh yeah. Around. Yeah, maybe. All right. Yeah. Got anything else? Um, in the beginning of the minute, we get a shot of Kushana's face, and she seems like very pleased, like she's she's satisfied. And then she hears Obaba's. Machina. She hears Obaba Sama's voice, and her face is immediately like frustrated, like. Yeah. <laughs> Sigh. <laughs> Fine. What is this? Yeah. Yeah. But she seems to let that go, though. Say. Yeah. Let her speak. Yeah. <laughs> so do we know the who the voice actress oh was yeah. for the, wrote, the old woman? I wrote I wrote that. I almost forgot about that. Obaba-sama is voiced by Hisako Kyoda. And she she was a musubi man in Ampama in 1988. And that's... That's a childhood cartoon of mine. <laughs> you remember watching Ampam Man? Yeah, I do. Why wouldn't I remember that? What did you call it? You used to call it Ampam Pam. Pam. Yeah, but for those of you who don't know, that's a cartoon about how this Ampam is like sweetbread. Yes, the sweetbread. Sweetbread man turned into a superhero by these two bakers, and whenever he like dies, they keep making him again. Or whenever Ampam Man. Yeah. Dies, not the bakers. Not the bakers, no. Whenever he dies, he like, gets badly injured. They, and just uh, they just make a new one? Yeah, they just make a new one. And uh, Omusubi Man is... I don't even know. Yeah, this is like... we used. To, I think we used to have like how early this is or how, how young the children this is aimed at. I think we used to have like teething toys. Yeah. Like Anpan Man, like <coughs> a little thing that you could bite on and suck on while your teeth were coming in as a... Yeah. As an infant. So Musubi Man is like onigiri? He's like a rice bowl samurai. Look at him. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Why wouldn't you have that? But yeah, that's I saw that and I was like, Oh my childhood. <laughs> um she was What else has she done? Uh hold up. I gotta say, since we're listening to Kushana in the past couple of minutes. Yeah. Now that I know that she's Doctor Holloway, I th- you know, I she should be giving this speech. Yeah. While smoking a cigarette <laughs> and with her cybernetic eyes folded back onto her forehead. Yeah. She was the witch in Moomin in 1990. Moomin. Moomin. Okay. Um, That's like the big hippo looking dude. No. No? Moomin? No, the witch in Moomin. B- Moomin is... Moomin is the big is hippo Is the big hippo dude. looking dude. I'm yeah. just referring to the... Yeah. It's kind of like a Winnie the Pooh vibe, but with a big yeah, hippo looking like dude. Yeah, from like Finland? Oh, is it? Is that yeah, it's not Japanese, it's from Finland. Okay. Because, like, Tibidash, that's Russian. Today I learned. Yeah, t- <laughs> today I learned. She voices Fauna in Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Fauna's the green fairy in Sleeping Beauty. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, you know, those three. Yep. They keep fighting. Yep. 
Yeah. So that's her. And she was Zir- Zirconia and Sailor Moon Super S, 1995. Mm. That's, that's all I got. That's all you got for her? Really for her. Okay. I guess that'll do it. Yep. See you next time on Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute.